Welcome to Special One Cards Podcast, a weekly podcast on the soccer market, soccer cards. We talk about prospects, we talk about products, and we look at some data to help you make some buying decisions for the future. Hosted by me, Paulo, on a weekly basis. Look for special guests occasionally. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. Looking forward to interacting with all of you. Welcome, episode 29, guys. Thanks for joining. If you are not following me on uh, Instagram yet, at Special One Cards. You can also find me on WhatNot at some point, same same uh, handle, same username. Um, I do have a few things to talk about for this episode, which is uh, going to be a fun one. Uh, not sure if I'm going to get an interview posted with this episode, uh, but we are working on that, or I should say I am working on that. Um, but wanted to discuss a few uh, things. Uh, first, kind of some housekeeping. We do still have uh, many spots available in that break that I had talked about on last week's episode. Again, uh, we'll slowly kind of uh, try to fill this break. Uh, I'm in no rush. Uh, hopefully nobody else is either. But it is a break that will feature 2020-21 Topps Chrome Hobby Box, 21-22 Topps Chrome Hobby Box, 21-22 Topps Finest Hobby Box, and then uh, also a 21-22 uh, Tops Museum Collection. Uh, so if you're interested in the break, shoot me a DM on IG. I can send you the Google Sheet to sign up for that break. If you have filled out the Google Sheet already, thank you. If you made your payment, thank you. If you have made your payment, make sure you make your payment. That's the only way to reserve the spot. So uh, it's 35 bucks, includes shipping already. Uh, two spots is uh, $65. So um, really... Uh, appreciate those people that are supporting we don't break a lot I, I only break when i can get decent pricing available so that i can pass it on to you guys our goal or my goal is to try to grow the hobby continuously um through those avenues in ways that i can obviously by offering some competitive cheaper uh breaking uh, obviously i don't have the audience that other breakers have i'm not a breaker per se so it's a little more challenging so i appreciate the patience for those that have jumped in Hopefully we fill it uh, this week or through the weekend. We can break at some point midweek next week, hopefully. So that's the goal there. So I wanted to kind of, uh, there's a few things I want to talk about today. Obviously, I want to talk about the soccer card market, what we're looking at in terms of some card ladder data I've looked at recently. I also want to talk about our Champions League games that just happened, uh, the semifinals, both games, interesting games. Uh, one outcome I did not expect, um, which was the AC Milan Inter Milan game. So I'll discuss those games a little bit. I'll discuss some upcoming releases that are coming out. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to actually try to cover a prospect uh, today as well that people should start to look at. I think uh, there's some value there in this prospect in terms of what I'm looking at. But again, it's a patience kind of driven to look uh, for those opportunities, right? At the right price, at um, you know, so that you're not, risking too much on something that um you know could curtail your hobby or your hobby expenditures that's kind of the goal here so uh we'll look at that as well so um a few quick things uh card ladder i started looking at some data 
on Carlotta, specifically, obviously, with our soccer market. So over the last month, just to give you guys kind of a, uh, and I'm looking at their index, uh, their index is comprised of uh, many cards for the soccer index, and we are seeing over the last month a three, about 3.41% uh, rate of growth decline, so it's a negative 3.14% decline. Over the last two weeks, we've seen some stabilization basically at 0.55% uh, positive growth, which is good, and I suspected that to happen. When we come kind of to the, towards the end of the season, we start to see some uh, changes in terms of the players' values increasing based on uh, potentially winning the league, potentially winning the Champions League, et cetera. I want you guys to know, though, over this last six months, the, the soccer portion of the hobby has lost about 35%. Uh, in three months, it lost 18.26%. And then, like I said, over the last month, 3.14%. So, you know, I'm looking at kind of that trailing data over the last six months. And then over a year, it's lost about 47%. So we've seen some kind of stabilization happening right now. Uh, I would say within the last, you know, uh, month, two months, uh, we're starting to see some stabilization happening. And this is kind of the time where things are really more active. And you guys need to be mindful of that. Uh, so some of the pricing tends to be a little higher at this point in time, um, for those reasons that I stated before, uh, and we're coming up on the ends of seasons. We're coming up on potentially some big transfer moves coming up this month, uh, and probably really affecting, or in June, I should say June, July, probably really affecting a lot of rookies that came out of 2020, 2021. So, you know, Gonzalo Ramos, um, Jude Bellingham's the big one, right? Uh, so there's a few guys, Victor Osamine, another one. So you've got some kind of big younger players that could potentially be moving. So you need to be mindful of that if you um, – and try to understand if their transfer values are already baked into their hobby card values. And that's a separate kind of subject for another day. But when you look at some of these players, I think, you know, uh, Ramos, uh, I don't think that's been baked into his value. I think uh, if he moves – uh, to a big club, rumors United. Um, if he does move there, how does that impact his value? I think obviously his value goes up. I just don't know how much. Is it one X, one and a half X, two X, three X? Who knows what it is? Uh, I do uh, think highly of him. Uh, Victor Osamine, another one uh, that's on the United shortlist. Obviously, you look at him; his values are really high right now. Uh, is that value baked in? And I'm not so sure it is yet. I think uh, he still has a little room to grow. Uh, in terms of a transfer does happen. You know, he's coming off winning the um, Serie A League uh, with 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 Napoli, uh, which they hadn't won, I think it was in 33 years or 30 years or so. Uh, so um, that was kind of a big, uh, a big thing for them. So start to think about those players and try to understand, you know, do I have opportunity if you hold some of those cards on to sell or not or hold? Um, you know, I'm not here to give investment advice, but uh, I generally don't sell enough of those kind of bigger players or, you know, I tend to hold them a little too long. So uh, considering that, uh, you know, make sure you try to understand uh, exactly what, you know, what your expectations are, uh, what your goals are. Um, I've made some deals recently on Instagram that I thought were fair. I try to be fair with everybody. Um, you know, again, I'm not, in the uh, high-end slab uh, market, I'm more in the low end, I guess. You could call it the 50 to like the $300 range, $400 range in slabs. So whenever I post something, my price is generally pretty uh, fair. Uh, I'm not trying to get greedy. I basically 
my attempt here is to try to cover some of my costs um, and have some gains, obviously, to fund some of the other PC stuff. So that's important to note. So start to think about those things coming up. You have probably a good month uh, to think about, you know, players that you might see that could be making those moves and how it impacts their value uh, going forward uh, and whether or not you can take advantage of those opportunities to capitalize on them. So, you know, uh, uh, again, like I said, I don't sell enough of that higher, like, player kind of niche stuff that I have. I have a problem holding some of that stuff, um, like the Ramos, I've I've held the atom- the gold atomic rookie uh, SGC ten that I got from somebody with a trade. You know, I've held. It. I'm a Benfica fan. I'm a Ramos fan. I really just can't sell it. So, um, you know, start to kind of dig through your stuff and try to find where you might have some opportunities on some cards that you can always replace. Right, there are cards you can replace. Some of them are not as easy as others, uh, in terms of you know, lower numbered things, uh, they do pop up once in a while, but you got to kind of figure that out and um, understand if it's a card that's replaceable. You know, in this market, it can be uh, tempting to move something that's lower numbered that you know you want to get later on, and then it's just hard to find. Uh, you know, case in point for me is Fabio Vieta. I have the hardest time finding an atomic gold rookie of his, slabbed or raw. I just you know, and I lost an auction last month for one that I could have had. So, um, you know, and sometimes that happens. So you have to kind of uh, take your losses and move on. Um, you know, another thing to kind of try to understand as well with the soccer market, you, you know, you can learn a lot from other markets. If you are collecting in other markets, you do realize that there are some lessons that you can learn that you can transfer over to the soccer market. For me, it's really, uh, and through the years, this has been the case with me, Hockey is a prime example. Uh, the hockey kind of um, section of the hobby is an interesting one because there's. It, it seems that there are more collectors there than, let's call it flippers or uh, sellers uh, of cards, right? Uh, the hockey market is interesting. They have that Young Guns type of card that is a flagship product out of Upper Deck. People hold those. Uh, I myself, I do have a full box of, of those as well that I keep from years that I collect because sometimes some of those players don't make their debuts until later on, a year, two years, three years down the line, and then they pop off later on. So start to understand uh, in why you should keep some of your soccer stuff and not try to cash out immediately on things, on rookies that may have not even participated or played uh, on their senior team yet, uh, and why it's important to hold those guys. There's a lot of guys from this year's sets that um, – you're going to see that with, you know, I had stressed this on past episodes in terms of you need to hold some of those guys because they're not going to pop off immediately or they're not going to um, play on their senior squad right away. So, you know, not everybody's Jude Bellingham or Pedri or Gavi and has that innate talent talent to uh, play on their first team right away. So start to kind of think about those things and, you know, what you can do for the future. If you believe in a player, I've talked about this many times, Obviously, you can be first to grade, uh, and right now, grading at $19 is a huge advantage. You can grade a card for 19 bucks, put it away, forget about it, whatever. If you believe in a player and you understand and you've done the eye test on the player to hold that player, and then when he, once he does become kind of relevant, you can uh, actually move right on, uh, and you already have one. Uh, that's kind of that pop one, right, um, and kind of 
take the avenue and, and sell it if you want to, or if you're a collector, you keep it, right? Um, you know, I have a lot of stuff that I collect that I just keep and I want them slabbed and I get them slabbed and I just hold them. So um, it isn't always about the value or the return on your investment. In some cases, it's the collection or the buying what you like and what's important to you in terms of developing and curating your own collection. So try to understand that uh, further. Um, one of the things I think people need to start thinking about too as well is you have quite a bit of releases that are coming up for soccer. And the soccer market, what's been really kind of advantageous uh, for soccer has been some of the cards that you were able to hold uh, or uh, less product. So with all these sets coming out, you need to start to think about uh, picking and choosing, uh, let's say, what you want to buy and what you want to collect. We saw the last uh, few weeks or the last month, you saw Donruss release, you saw Topps First Edition, you saw Topps Flagship come out, um, and now you've got kind of a bevy of products. You, you know, you saw Panini Select La Liga, Panini Select EPL, you've got Panini Serie A coming out next week if it doesn't get delayed you've got uh panini select fifa coming out the 26th panini is really flooding uh the market with product and i think uh they're obviously trying to cash in as much as they can right now with losing business in the other sports because they lost those licenses so you know he'd caution obviously on some of this stuff you've got um also this month if it's not delayed you have tops renaissance mls major league soccer which a new set for that um for that product uh, from Topps, it's very brand new. In June, you have Panini's Chronicle Chronicles coming out for soccer, which I had originally thought that was going to be eliminated because of all the different select products that were going into each of the leagues with Serie A having one, the EPL and La Liga having one, but it's coming back. And then you have Obsidian as well on the 14th of June. Further, and this is where it gets kind of, um, you know, continues to be a plethora of products. You have Tops Chrome Champions League slated for the end of June. You have uh, impeccable Premier League soccer for the end of June as well. Um, so, and then you also have Nations League, which uh, could be delayed uh, as well. Road Tops Chrome Road to UEFA Nations League final soccer, more of an international European international set. And then finally, the ever delayed 2022 Bowman Chrome Road to UEFA under 21 European Championship soccer set. So. There's a lot of sets coming out over the next month and a half. Um, you know, uh, breaking is fun and ripping is fun. I enjoy doing it too. I, I've tried to kind of curb it a little more this year. Uh, generally, I try to get into some early on because it does present uh, some fun, right? Uh, kind of that FOMO feeling, fear of missing out. But, you know, pick and choose what you need or what you want to collect and what you want to buy. I mean, for me, you know, I look at these sets all coming out and I'm, Kind of like, man, everybody's going to be wanting chasing um, Kivara from Panini Select Serie A. I mean, that's, I don't even, I haven't even looked at prices on that stuff yet, the pre-orders on that stuff. So that stuff's probably going to be really expensive, but because everyone wants to chase that card. Um, and then Chronicles will be interesting to see what happens with Chronicles. You have to start kind of analyzing checklists. And I haven't seen all these checklists, but for me, it's kind of becoming a, you know, find the rookies that don't have, uh, and I've talked about this many times. I know you guys are probably so sick of it, but find rookies that don't have cards across a bunch of products, right? I think that's important. 
to continue to kind of find your space uh, or if you're an investor, right, you want limited things, you know, you want a player that only has one card and one product or two cards and two products. Uh, that becomes kind of the the goal here. I, I have a fear that with Panini releasing all these products, we're going to start to see the kind of the market um, become kind of saturated. And I think it's been like that for the last year anyhow. anyhow. So uh, you think about uh, tops as well uh, by not branching by not starting the Merlin brand may have the Merlin Chrome brand may have been destroyed because of the fact of them doing all conferences in one package. Uh, you know, I don't know if tops Chrome is going to be, and I'm pretty sure I think they haven't really released this, um, but tops Chrome may just only be UEFA champions league players uh, based on what the calendar says and the name of the set. I have the, tendency to believe that's going to be it not all conferences like they did with first edition and uh flagship so i think it's going to be important to keep to be able to keep that merlin brand alive in terms of you know we include uefa europa league and um the conference the europa conference league in the merlin set uh on its own versus having them all in a kind of a top scrum set. And then you have Sapphire as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I'm hoping that stuff doesn't get saturated, obviously. Um, it's really kind of, you know, and, and soccer is kind of is in its infancy stage, right? And you think about the other sports and how they came, kind of came about. It was a gradual progression and how they built product over the years. Soccer seems to be, the manufacturers seem to be diving in and trying to move too quickly or trying to uh, grow too quickly the hobby without the actual demand on that side. So on our side, right? So, and I could be wrong uh, when I say that, that there isn't demand, but um, I think too many products equal kind of saturation. And, uh, you know, we've seen other sports where it was kind of a gradual type of uh, growth. It wasn't over the span of two or three years that you had, you know, multitude products from tops or upper deck for these some of these other sports you had kind of um a slow kind of growth adding products as we go um but now we're starting to see kind of a, a saturation and i hope i'm wrong on that but it's kind of like the autograph thing you noticed and i said this a year ago over a year ago that the autograph market was going to be saturated and it is there's too many autos too many players sign players sign a lot certain players sign a lot some players don't um you know i'm still looking for one of these brands to sign Rui Costa to do an auto and he just hasn't, uh, I don't know if it's them not reaching out or him just choosing not to sign or whatever the case may be. Um, so, you know, start to kind of think about those things and why, you know, you need to uh, pick and choose your battles in terms of releases that are coming out. Obviously that Bowman product coming out in June, hopefully uh, is going to feature a lot of prospect heavy type of players to look at that. Maybe no one has seen play yet. So it's hard to do the eye test and hopefully that price point comes in at an attractive price point where you can make that risk and, you know, hold some of those players kind of like their Bowman first, kind of like their uh, baseball has really got a huge following for Bowman first cards, rookies, right? Um, that's important to that, um, to the baseball market. So maybe it happens in soccer, maybe it doesn't. It could be kind of the prelude to, um, you know, I hate to say it, but sticker de stickers devaluing because uh, if Bowman first can come out with a first card actually before a sticker comes out, that could potentially create uh, 
a market where sticker values decreased based on, you know, first cards being in um, a Bowman first, right? So just something to think about. Um, now, uh, let's talk. We both or all of us saw uh, Champions League games yesterday uh, and Tuesday. Uh, Madrid City 1-1. Um, not a result. I mean, I wouldn't, I think I predicted a, um, a um, Real Madrid win at home. Uh, and it makes it difficult for them to have to go to City now and get a result. But if there's a team in the Champions League or team in the world that can do it, it's Real Madrid. Um one one, a little unfortunate uh, on that uh, De Bruyne goal. Uh, Bernardo Silva clearly, we've seen a lot of replays, a lot of the uh, camera angles. Looks like that ball was out that Bernardo Silva was able to keep and play and play. Um, so one one, we'll see what happens. The game's wide open. Kamavinga uh, is a problem for them, man. For Real Madrid, he just is an incredible player with that pace, uh, playing that left back position and really kind of. Um, and Vinny with that wonder goal, right? But that starts with Kamavinga with that run. So, you know, we'll see what happens um, at City. I mean, I, you know, I, I hate to say it. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, I want Real Madrid to win. Uh, obviously, I'm kind of being biased because I prefer Real Madrid over City. But it's going to be tough uh, for Madrid to kind of pull out the result at uh, Man City. Man City has been ruthless at home in the Champions League this year. They've been kind of fragile and... Um, uh, open um, and more vulnerable on the road. And, uh, you know, they got the result. They got the one-run result, not a bad result. But, again, this could be turned to be a really fantastic tactical game between two of the, the greatest coaches we've seen in our lifetime, Guardiola and Ancelotti. Uh, what Ancelotti does um, at Man City will be interesting to see. I think tactically Ancelotti is just as good, if not better, than Pep uh, to me. He's probably one of the best coaches in the world at the moment, uh, has been for many years. So we'll see what happens, um, and we'll see. It could be a, it could be potentially be a Vinny versus Holland type of Ballon d'Or battle in a game where you feature, you know, two of the rising stars of world football and who does, who commands, uh, you know, uh, the game more. Uh, Holland was kind of irrelevant in the first game, which. Came as no surprise to me. I think uh, Ancelotti does a good job tactically in neutralizing his effect on the game, which comes back to my discussion in terms of, you know, how um, how much better our city uh, with Holland than they were. Um, you know, again, I've said it before, if you accumulate the points from last, from the next uh, few games in the Premier League till the end of the season, they don't lose. They are one point better. So, uh, you know, their goal obviously is to win the Champions League. Uh, if they win the Champions League, it's a great signing, obviously. But uh, is City significantly better with Holland? Uh, did they need to make that addition? I don't know. Um, again, you know, they didn't pay much for him. If you look at the numbers, uh, that was a really good deal that they got on him. So it's not like a lot was really kind of invested into that situation. Um, and I don't see Holland staying at City for more than two seasons. So we'll see what happens unless he changes his mind and wants to become a club icon. We'll see. But, you know, I potentially see him going uh, off to possibly Madrid uh, if Mbappe doesn't end up going there sooner. Uh, so we'll see what happens um, with them. Uh, and Mbappe is kind of an interesting um, player if he's going to Real Madrid because he does like playing on the left-hand side. But they got a player there that's slowly becoming one of the best in the world, uh, Vinny Jr., uh, playing there so um 
You know, I look at some of these guys right now, you know, Mbappe, Holland, Vinny Jr., uh, Rafael Leon, right? Kind of the, the top four, uh, put them in the order you want of who's the best in the world uh, or who has the most impact on their teams. Um, and we can discuss that because, you know, in the next game of our Champions League yesterday, you had AC Milan and Inter, a uh, surprising result to me. Um, you know, I knew Leon might possibly not play because of an injury it sustained over the weekend. Um, Two nothing lost to Inter um, again. Basically, a home game for both teams. Um, I don't think it's a bad result. I think AC Milan took the gamble and said we're not going to play Leon. We're going to rest him and have him ready at least for the second leg. And he probably won't play any uh, Serie A this coming weekend. I'm not sure what their plans are uh, with him, but I think it'd probably be smart to hold him hold him off um, from that game too as well, so that, so that he's rested for the second leg. Uh, against enter um and if you look at these kind of players in the, and i've talked about this previously the players that have the most impact on their teams uh and when they don't have them um i think leon's probably that guy uh you know if leon's in that lineup i don't think ac loses two nothing i think they probably win two nothing or one nothing he has that type of influence on the game um of that nature. I just even expected better. I thought Milan, AC Milan was a little more deeper uh, in terms of their bench and who's available for them uh, and the rest of the lineup. You know, they dominated possession. Um, they were about even in shots on goal. So it wasn't kind of um, that disparagingly, but like you talk about the acceleration and I watched a little bit uh, or the, the counter attack and the movement. Um, AC Milan just didn't have that yesterday. I think it's because without Leon, uh, not being in the lineup and, and being injured um, hurt them, obviously. So second leg, anything can happen. Uh, those second legs are coming up. So next week, Tuesday, you'll see Inter AC. Um, they play the Tuesday on the 16th, and then you'll have the big game uh, of City and Real Madrid uh, on the 17th on Wednesday, um, City being the home team. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think, you know, Obviously, I want Real Madrid to win, but I think it's going to be uh, inevitable that City kind of uh, goes through here, or maybe we see a classic where we have to go to uh, extra time. Uh, potentially, this could be kind of one of those games where you see either a lot of goals or no goals, where each team is kind of sitting back and waiting to understand what each other team is going to do. So still a lot of opportunity in some of these games with some of the players that you can buy into. Holland, obviously, uh, some of this stuff is down. It's kind of weird. Um, and again, I think it's just the market becoming a little smarter on what to purchase. Um, but you also have the opportunity where there's lower end kind of Holland slabs to buy um, at lower price points. And then, you know, if you take that gamble, they win the game, they go to the finals, they end up winning, you might be able to make some money. Anytime a player wins a final, obviously it's it's kind of huge uh, for the card market. Um, same thing with, you know, AC Inter. Um you know, Leon, again, I've talked about him. I don't want to kind of go keep keep going into him. Real Madrid, Vinny Jr., he's pretty pricey. Um, you know, I still need to get a really nice Vinny. I'd really like to do that at some point. So we'll see what happens. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what comes up um, in next week in the Champions League. I may try to uh, record an episode before those games. Uh, 
heck, maybe after. It'll be more, better to get a reaction out of me afterwards. So, you know, hopefully you guys are tuning in. Give me your thoughts. Tell me what you guys think. Uh, if my takes are not good takes on what to expect. Um, you know, I think AC Milan comes back and we have kind of a really, um, you know, incredible kind of second leg semifinal. Um, and all credit given to Inter, they've been really good. They beat a good Benfica team uh, over... You know, they got through on those two legs. Um, you know, you look at Inter and you're kind of like, how are they doing this? Uh, and it kind of reminds me of, it's a very different team than the 2010 Mourinho-led Inter Milan. But you look at some of the players on there and, you know, the hobby doesn't recognize some of those players as like elite where the world of soccer does. So, you know, you think about Nicolo Barella, you think about um, Bastoni, guys that are elite level in the actual game, but maybe not on the hobby side of things. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, to some of those guys' values, right, if they end up winning. Uh, you know, Edson Zeko seems to be the ageless wonder, keeps keeps just playing well. So, you know, we'll see what happens um, in those games. I'm kind of hoping for an AC Milan-Real Madrid final or maybe an AC Milan-City final and Leon can just pop off, right? So, but that's just, I'm being biased. So uh, we'll see what happens with those games. All right, so we haven't really done a prospect feature on my IG profile in a bit. I haven't really done one on here uh, in a bit either, but I'm going to start doing them again because I think it's important as I start to understand the market on first edition and I start to understand the market on Top's flagship a little bit better over kind of these last four weeks. Um, you know, I'm going to start to look at some of these players that are coming out of these products, out of these products. But you need to understand that some of these guys, you're going to have to wait and be patient on them to kind of develop and become the player uh, that I anticipate and that we and their clubs anticipate them becoming. So today's player that I want to feature, he is an English player. So, yes, out of England, but plays in Italy. 19-year-old Samuel Ealing Jr., um, 19-year-old, again, Juventus uh, player, uh, an out-and-out winger. He's 19 years old. Um, and uh, I've watched him. He made his debut over this last week, and I think he scored two as well for Juventus. He primarily has played with uh, Juventus Primavera, which is their kind of um, – uh, their team in the Primavera One League, uh, which is kind of like their second division in, in Italy. Uh, in On that team, he's made 58 appearances. He scored 14 times and had 15 assists. He is a, He's probably one of the best wingers uh, performance-wise in Primavera One. Um, and he's also made some appearance for Juventus Next Gen, scoring five goals and two assists in 13 games. So... Um, you know, he is an out-and-out winger. Um, he generally plays in the pockets of space and links up well with the center forward, operating almost a second striker and amassing a huge number of goals over the last few years, right, like I just talked about. And um, when you when you talk about these wingers, uh, they're, when, what their goals are, right, you, you look at some of these um, – we like to call them wingers, but are they actually wide midfielders, right? Uh, and their their real goal is to really beat fullbacks and uh, put crosses in to the box for others to kind of finish. And he's been a fantastic provider of of uh, 
crossing balls. His success rate is about 66% on those crosses. Uh, I did some analytic studies on him, and I looked those things up. I've only watched him maybe two or three times play, and I like everything I see uh, from him. The only issue that I see that he needs to improve on um, is his scoring ability. Uh, and what I mean by that is his finishing ability. His finishing ability is not uh, the most fantastic um, technical-wise uh but he needs to be more consistent. Uh, and sometimes that has to do with uh, the positioning that he's in, right? Um, I look at him and in terms of kind of modern players uh, to compare him to, right? Rafael Leon was a guy that when he was playing in the French League uh, and then early Milan days um, and even at Sporting, you saw a player with an outrageous uh, boatloads of talent um, with the physical uh, attributes that you love to see and this kid has them too uh, absolutely has those physical attributes samuel ealing jr for juventus um he's just gonna have to develop kind of like um leon has right uh working on those parts of the games that need to be improved uh can he have that can he have that kind of impact i really believe he can his cards just so you guys have an idea he was in first edition he was also in flagship. Uh, his um, rookie card, I believe the number of the card is number 103. Um, some of his bigger cards that have sold recently, you had a uh, orange uh, 2 out of 25 for, for $69.99 on the 7th, which could have been because he scored that goal. A lot of these sales came through um, on that same day of that goal. So, you know, it's not always... You know, uh, let me see, it's Hazy 11, so, yeah, the, a lot of these cards sold on the day he scored the goal. Um, you know, that's part of it, and I'm starting to see more sales kind of pop through on people looking for his stuff. But his orange sold for sixty nine ninety nine on the 7th. You had another orange sell on the, on, the, on the 7th as well for 76. So you had a few kind of go. Now, he also had a... Um, a Tops Now card, uh, card number 45, I think, um, from this past year when he made his, I think it was Champion League debut, might have been. Um, so, um, and I'm looking at another of 25 from first edition, sold for $69.99 on the 23rd. So a player like this, he's a fine example of a player that uh, has a bright future in my eyes, uh, from my eye test of watching him, from reading about him, from looking at his numbers, um, from the market he's in. You talk about Serie A not being a good market. He is English, though, uh, and he plays for the English uh, U20, so you could probably see him play for, um, you know, England at some point. So this is a guy that I would consider is a buy, especially at these prices where you can get these oranges uh, of 25 for 70 bucks. I mean, uh, I think it's a good price. It's a fair price. Uh, but again, it's one of those things where if you buy the raw, maybe you grade it. If the card's in good condition, you hold it for a year or two and you see those kind of returns when you want them. Or you just hold them because you like the player. So, um, you know, think about it. And scanning eBay, I don't see – I see some for sale. I see a lot of base. I see a lot of base available. He's got some tops now graded cards where the prices are obviously reflecting on his performance having scored last weekend uh, for Juve. So, you know, take a look at um, his stuff if you see it. Maybe you have some of his first edition stuff. 
um, or maybe even flagship. Um, but I think, uh, you know, this guy to me, I'll do a post on him maybe over the weekend to kind of give, give you guys some time, the folks that have actually listened to the podcast to maybe buy them before these prices kind of, uh, inflate a little bit. Sometimes I happen to post a player and then prices kind of jump up. I don't want to have that influence in driving card prices up, but, uh, this is a player that I'm looking at, uh, a player that, uh, I'm looking for his cards as well. Uh, just to kind of hold long-term, um, could be a phenomenal, uh, player for UV in the years to come. So think about, uh, why, or if you believe in the player, make sure you take an eye test, uh, go back and rewatch his performance last week, uh, for Juventus where he scores a goal. Um, look at some of his highlight reels. I know I'm kind of really against YouTube highlight reels because they only show the good. Look for the bad too and try to understand what I'm talking about is finishing ability not being there yet and he needs to work on it. Um, Leon had the same problem. Um, you know, a lot of guys are comparing this guy to Rashford or Mo Salah in terms of how he moves. He primarily operates on the left, but he's been known to also operate on the right or as a second kind of striker, second forward. So, you know, uh, he's got to clean up his finishing, uh, but I think that's something that they can work on, uh, that they can improve. Obviously, uh, that just requires time and patience. And I ask if you are going to jump into this fella, that you take some time and patience. And if you are, you know that the summer's coming up. So that means you're going to have to be patient no matter what, because he's not going to play this summer uh, or many of these guys are going to play this summer. Um, so that's my kind of prospect I'm looking at uh, this week. Um, for uh, the recent products that I like, and maybe this is probably the better way to look at things in terms of talking about products or place or, or rookies that are coming out in these products and looking at their potential um, over the long term. Um, any pickups I have had recently, let me think here. I don't think I really bought anything recently. I've sold a few things, which has been nice. Um, I submitted a big kind of sub, uh, over the last, um, week, uh, for some people and for myself, which was fun, uh, to do. I haven't had many pickups. Let me think here. I'm trying to think of what I have and I'm looking at my PWCC stuff too, as well, because I generally buy things on there as well. I picked up, uh, you know, it's not soccer. I picked up an Ovechkin auto, which I thought was a really good deal. Um, for I picked up a Connor McDavid, also a rookie from 2015 in a BGS 10 pristine. Uh, it's an insert, but it still is a rookie. Uh, it looks great. Uh, love the card. Um, but I didn't have really had any soccer pickups. I did open up a few boxes last week of flagship, three of them. Um, probably won't open anymore. Uh, so I've, you know, I went kind of against my grain. Um, Last episode, I said I wouldn't open any more of it, but then I made a trade. I traded a hockey card that I was basically, you know, 19 bucks into it uh, for three boxes of the of uh, hobby to have some fun with. Uh, I ripped it, pulled a Neymar auto that I sold. Um, shout out to the person that bought that. I have a Neymar orange of 25 also available for anybody that wants that. Let me know. Just hit up my DMs. Uh, it is available. Um, but generally, not a lot of crazy stuff came out of it, uh, besides those things and, um, fun rip. Uh, but that's really all I can say in terms of that fun rip. Um, you know, inexpensive rip, uh, you have Chrome coming out end of June, it looks like this year. So 
that's coming up. Maybe people are saving up for that. I still do believe first edition is a great product. If you're going to buy, if you have the choice and you have the funds, uh, just buy the first edition. Uh, that's what I do. Donruss is there too, but I think at the price point Donruss is at right now, I still don't think I'd buy it over first edition, but that's neither here nor there. That's your preference. Uh, Donruss has potential, obviously, for other hits, cases like a booms and uh, nice autos. Uh, you know, with first edition, they weren't guaranteed in each box. So, all right, guys, I think that is the episode. Uh, we're going to try to get an interview next week. Uh, this week, um, seems like some people are busy, so it's been hard to get uh, somebody on, but we're going to get somebody for next week, definitely. But again, as always, I appreciate you guys joining me here. Remember, that break is open. Hit my DMs. Fill out the form. Uh, hit my DMs first. I'll send you the link for the form to fill out. Make your payment, and you'll be secured for that. Uh, that break of the four boxes. Uh, we will patiently wait. I'm going to give it max of two and a half weeks or so. It's been about a week uh, that that break was posted, and then we will make a decision from there. If it doesn't fill, then maybe I just refund everybody, or if it doesn't fill, we go and whatnot, and we try to fill the spots that way too as well. So $35 a spot or $65, $60 for two spots, um, or $65, so yeah, 65 for two spots. And then the contest, guys. Remember, that contest is still open on the Pepe um, rookie sticker. Uh, so if you want to participate, here's what you have to do. You have to go on that post. You have to comment with the three European teams he's played for. Um, and I'm not going to include the Turkish team. I know some people have for the bonus. But uh, three European teams he's played for, excluding the Turkish team. If you answer the Turkish team, then it's fine. You'll still be entered to win. Um, so those three teams, and then you have to post my, I'm going to change it up again to make sure you guys are listening to add more kind of into these steps. You have to share the post for this podcast on your story timeline and tag me in it. All right. And that'll be it. All right. So comment on the Pepe post with the three European teams minus the Turkish team that he played for. Or if you want to include them, go ahead. Then share the post of this podcast on your storyline and tag me in it. I uh, want to get more listeners. So, all right, guys, thank you again. Uh, looking forward to um, interacting with many of you guys. Shoot me a DM if you have any questions or anything I can help you with. Uh, or again, follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. I'm always open and interacting. Don't be afraid to shoot questions or comments or tell me, tell me my podcast sucks. But this is me, Special One Cards, Apollo, signing off from not the number one podcast, soccer podcast in the world, but the best soccer podcast in the world. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Special One Cards. Join us again next week. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. DM me any questions, concerns, hobby rants, or experiences you've had at shows online. Something for us to kind of talk about a little bit more. Again, thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it.